We will let you know. We have not been communicated yet by the family. I'm sure there will be a memorial service for Gloria. We will get the word out. It will probably be down in the Petersburg area. And uh, we will let you know all the details about it as soon as we know something. Good morning, everybody. How's the fast going? Wonderful. Praise God. So far, we're strong. Praise the Lord. It's going to continue for 14 days. That worship this morning, just kick that off. That was just truly Jason, Elizabeth, and the team. That was phenomenal. Thank you so much. Bless God for that. Um, if you haven't seen the website or, or receive our constant contact, Pastor Jason, Pastor Doug has put stuff out on fasting, the correct way to fast, why we fast, what does fasting mean. So if you haven't seen that, go and read on that and go and check it out. It's very good. It's very helpful. It's anointed. Um, so we as a church, as a body, together, all of us have started today in our fast. So last week we dealt with fear because you can't go into a fast and you've made that little deal with fear, that little covenant that, you know, I fasted before and I didn't receive anything, so I'm not going to do it hard this time. Everyone else hears, I don't hear, so I'm not going to fast hard this time. And then we kind of don't fast by faith. And God is a God of faith. And when we fast knowing that we're going to receive because you can't give anything to him that he does not give more back, that's when we can go into the fast as a body together. So at the end of the service, we as a body are going to stand up and consecrate ourselves as many of us did rebuking and kicking fear out last week. And each and every one of us, whether you are the nail who's joined to the finger, which is joined to the palm, which is joined to the... Whatever part of the body you are, we are going to, as a body, do this thing well this time. And we're going to receive from the Lord because He wants us to go from glory to glory. He wants us to go to the next level. It's His desire for us to move in more. And we, are, we can see this church moving, going in deeper things of the Lord, but there's always more in God for us. So that's what we're going to do. So our... Our main verse, Second Chronicles, this is a bit loud. Second Chronicles 7.14 If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. That verse starts off with an if. There's a condition. And for some other reason, many people teach or believe or have heard that because we are in the new covenant, there's no ifs in our lives. It's all grace. God is in control. He'll just do everything. And if you read the new covenant, there are a lot of ifs in the new covenant. Even for us to step into the new covenant is if you believe and confess. You, you and I have a part to play in this. So the new covenant, there are also ifs. It's a different if than under the law and the old covenant, but the fact, the truth is there's still an if. We have a part to play. We can choose and decide to step in and do this thing with God because he's going to get it done. He's giving us an invitation to say, partner with me in this because I'm going to do this. Do you want to have a part of it or not? So that's how this is in the new covenant. You know, James 4, 8 there on the bulletin says, when we draw near to God, he draws near to us. 
So that makes it sound like he's not drawing near. God drew near through Jesus. He's near. He's here. He hears our prayers in the new covenant. But now he's saying, when you draw near to what I've made available, I can give you more. I can show you more. I can release more. That's the new covenant of drawing near. Not to get him to move. He has moved through Jesus. But now we can partnership with Jesus and everything that was made available through the cross, we can bring down into the natural realm. That's the if in the new covenant that we are partaking of. Jesus over and over in the gospel, and it's even in the book of Revelation, Jesus said, if you have ears to hear, or he who has ears to hear, let him hear. He was talking to people who were not deaf. Everyone had ears. So what was he saying? I'll speak, I'll do, I'll bring the truth. You partake. You press into what I'm saying. You hear what I'm telling you and you do that and then the blessing will be evident in your life. And that's our part in the new covenant. So we're going to look at how we as new covenant believers should fast in this day and age. John 17:18. Jesus said, Just as the Father sent me, so I send you. How did the Father send Jesus? To heal, to bless, to increase, to fast and to pray. That's what you, that, that was a pillar of the life of Jesus, was prayer and fasting. And if Jesus says, this is how the Father sent me to do all of these things, you, my disciples, my followers, I send you in exactly the same way. In other words, you're also going to fast and pray. We're all part of the body. We're all part of that. If it was good for Jesus, guess what? It's good for us. Okay, so that's how we're fasting and praying in this new covenant. So let's go back to our verse. This is in the old covenant still under the law. So if we go a little bit before this and we read in Deuteronomy, especially chapter 28, it says there, If you hearken to the voice of the Lord and you do all of these things, then all of these blessings will come upon you. But if you do not hearken to the voice of the Lord, you do not do all of these things, all these curses will come upon you. Old covenant, do good, get good, do bad, get bad. Blessing, curse. In the new covenant, Jesus became a curse for us so that the blessing of Abraham now rests upon us. It's a different covenant. But this verse, our main verse, is still in the Old Covenant, and we have to see how we use this verse for us today. Okay. So, we've got a lot of scripture to go through today. Deuteronomy 12, verse 5. God says here, But you shall seek the place where the Lord your God chooses out of all your tribes to put his name for his dwelling place, and there you Shall go. So in the Old Covenant, God would choose a place, and in that one certain place, He would make His name known. And everyone had to go to that place to do their offerings and and do everything that was required of them. Okay? So God chose a place and He said, This is where I will make myself known. Old Covenant. Okay. Now we go to 2 Chronicles. I want to read you from chapter 6. So this is just the chapter before our main verse. Uh, Verse 18 to 21. Solomon. He says, But will God indeed dwell with men on earth? Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens 
cannot contain you. How much less this temple which I have built. Yet regard the prayer of your servant and his supplication, O Lord my God, and listen to the cry of the prayer which your servant is praying before you, that your eyes may be open toward this temple day and night, toward the place where you said you would put your name, that you may hear the prayer which your servant makes toward this place. And may you hear the supplications of your servant and those people of Israel when they pray toward this place. Hear from heaven your dwelling place. And when you hear, forgive. Then we go into chapter 7. When Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven, consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priests could not enter the house of the Lord, because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. When all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down, and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement, and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, and his mercy endures forever. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord. King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 bulls and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people dedicated the house of God, and the priests attended to their services, the Levites also with instruments of music to the Lord, which King David had made to praise the Lord, saying, For his mercy endures forever. Whenever David offered praise by their ministry, the priests sounded trumpets opposite them while all Israel stood. Furthermore, Solomon consecrated the middle of the court that was in front of the house of the Lord. For there he offered burnt offerings and the fat of peace offerings, because the bronze altar which Solomon had made was not able to receive the burnt offerings, the grain offerings, and the fat. At that time, Solomon kept a feast seven days, and all Israel with him. A very great assembly from the entrance of Hamath to the brook of Egypt. And on the eighth day, they held a sacred assembly, for they observed the dedication of the altar seven days, and the feast seven days. On the twenty-third day of the seventh month, he sent the people away to their tents, joyful and glad of heart, for the good that the Lord had done for David." for Solomon and for his people Israel. This Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house, and Solomon successfully accomplished all that came into his heart to make in the house of the Lord and in his own house. Then the Lord appeared uh, to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up the heaven, this is now back to Deuteronomy 28. If you do, if you don't do, this is what will happen. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain and command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. It's God's will always to forgive, to heal. That's his heart's desire for man. Old covenant, new covenant, he doesn't change. It's his will to heal and to bless. Okay. Now my eyes will be open 
and my ears attentive to the prayer made in this place. It was still a specific place. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house, that my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. Now if we take this piece, we don't have much time. The priests couldn't even stand in the building. The priests, it says that they did the work. Today you and I are the priests. As we fast, every single one of us today, you and I are the priests. We are the ones who do the work. Not the pastor, not the worship leader, not the campus leader. It's you sitting in that chair. Because in Revelations 1 verse 6, verse 5 starting, it says that by his goodness he has forgiven us through the blood. And verse 6 says, has made us priests and kings unto Father God. Do you realize what has happened to you when you became a reborn child of God? You became a priest. And as we fast, as a body, you fast as a priest unto the Lord. That is such an amazing privilege that we carry as a priest and a king unto him to fast, to seek his way, seek his face, to see what he wants to say for us and what he has for us in this day. It says the glory filled the temple. First Colossians 26 to 29. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of the mystery amongst the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. You see that temple that Solomon built? You are now that temple. That glory that came down and filled that place is now in you and fills you. The only reason why you and I can stand is because of what Jesus did through the sacrifice on the cross, what his blood did and what Holy Spirit has done for us. So we come today, not like Solomon said, we will go to a place. You and I are that place. So when you and I come and humble ourselves and fast and seek him and pray as the temple, that same glory, because you see it's amazing, Christ in us, the hope of glory. But what has to happen is that glory has to come out. It's no good you sit at home, look in the mirror and say, Christ in rifle, the hope of glory. Man, you're amazing rifle. You are just, no, that glory has to come out so that others can see, so that where they were not a temple, they could not have that. Now they can have themselves been made into a temple that that same glory that filled Solomon's temple can fill them. And they now become a priest and a king unto God. This is the new covenant. This is the way we fast and pray and seek God as his priests, as his temples filled with the glory of God on the inside of us. That's the difference from what Solomon had and what we have today. So Christ in you, the hope of glory. Remember Solomon said, he said, how is it possible? The heavens, even the heavens can't contain you. How are you going to live in this building? 
That's just the mystery that, that was hidden from the ages, but now has been made manifest in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. When you walk down the street, man, there's the hope that you can lay your hands on someone and they can get well. There's the hope that you can speak a word to someone and all their fears disappear. There's the hope that you can say to someone, I know it's looking bad and it doesn't look like this anyway, but God has a plan for you. There's the hope where someone says, man, I only have so long to live because the doctor said to say, you know what, Jesus paid for that. There's a better way. That hope is in us, but it needs to come out. People need to see that. And we as a body, we are doing this, but there's greater revelation. There's more for us as a body. And as we fast and pray together and hear from him, we as a body, this house, what we have been doing, will be able to do more to go deeper, to have greater revelation, greater signs, greater wonders through praying and fasting. That's why this is so exciting for us to be able to partake in what God has made available. One of the reasons for fasting and praying is just really simply to hear better. It's just it's, it's as simple as that. Every wife who has a husband that loves to watch football, every parent who has little children, you will understand this when they sit and they are glued to that box. And you come and you say, Nathan, have you finished your lunch? And you can be standing right next to him and speaking into his ear and everything else is blocked out. But that box. And now you literally have to go and you turn that thing off. And now he realizes, oh, there's somebody else in the room. There's other things going on than that. And he's, you know, what are you? They were just about to score. Have you heard me ask if you went to the shop? Did you get this? And they'll, yes, 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 yes. And that's what fasting does. Because many times when we wake up in the morning iPad, email, work, telephone. Just before we go to bed, say a little prayer, thinking about tomorrow I've got to do this, tomorrow I've got, this is my list of things to do tomorrow. And Holy Spirit is trying to say, Rifle, turn that off. I have something to tell you. But you are so busy with everyday life. Your emails and people you have to go see and places you've got to go and you have to come here and you have to go there. Shut down that stuff. And this is what we do when we fast and pray. We hear better from the Lord. Because He is always talking. But not many of us are hearing. How many times have you yourself said or you've heard somebody else say, God doesn't speak to me the way he speaks to you. Or even worse, God doesn't speak to me. Then you're making Jesus a liar. Because let's just read here in the word. John 16, 13. Before we go there, this is what was so strange about Jesus. That This is what was so different about him that rubbed people the wrong way. Do, do you rub people the wrong way sometimes? Jesus did it the whole time, but for a good reason. You see, Jesus comes on the scene and he says, my sheep hear my voice. 
And they're saying to him, no, Jesus, you don't understand. We will go to Nicodemus because he knows everything. Nicodemus will teach us. Nicodemus will tell us because he's a rabbi. He's a Pharisee. He knows. And meanwhile, Nicodemus is coming at night to Jesus because Nicodemus says, I know who you are. I don't know how you do it. Just explain to me. But Jesus says, you, my sheep, you will hear my voice. And they're like, no, no, only the priests, only the Levites. Yes, that's you and I today. So that's what made Jesus so unique when he says you don't have to go to that one place. And there God will make himself known. He will make himself known to you in your bedroom when you quiet yourself down and listen to what he is saying. He will give you the wisdom what you are looking for. He will do that. So that's what people didn't understand and they got angry because they were so used to the law. In the law, the priest, the Levite, we go to church, we do the sacrifice, only then. And Jesus said, no, I'm here so that you can receive all of that yourself, the man on the street. So Jesus goes on, he says in John 16, 13, How be it, when the Spirit of truth has come, he will lead you, guide you, he will show you things to come. That's for everyone. So Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit is going to speak. So last week we got rid of the fear so that this week we can grow in faith so that when we fast and pray together as Harvest Renewal Church, the Holy Spirit is speaking. We are just going to hear clearer. And there's ample opportunities in this house. Pastor Jason and Elizabeth and their team on Monday, 6.30, they have the intercessory prayer. It's amazing. And the glory, you can physically see the glory. This last week, Monday, when we had healing rooms, we came to pray for a guy. He was sitting here, and I had to come and call him, and he was just tears. Why? Because of the glory of God coming through the worship. The glory was manifest. It was visible. And when we took him downstairs, and he had an issue, and we prayed, we heard, and the glory made wisdom available for that guy. And we said, you know what, your situation is this and this and this, but the Lord says you need to do this. And he said, man, that's it. That's the answer. I never thank you. That is just so simple. How did I not see it? Do you think God was not telling him that? He was because he's always talking, but he was very busy with life. And he wasn't quiet enough to hear the voice of the good shepherd telling him, this is the situation you are in. But this is the answer. Because Proverbs says that wisdom is the principal thing. Your problem and your issue is not the principal thing. And we think it is. It's not. Wisdom is the principal thing. So take your eyes off of the problem that the enemy is blowing up so big. And get the wisdom of God concerning the problem. And the problem will go away. How do you get that? Praying and fasting helps in getting the wisdom of God concerning the issue. That's why we fast and we pray today. Spiritual fasting is not a way to get God to do something for us. It's more to produce transformation in us, to hear better, to become more reliant on Him, to see and hear from his way and his perspective concerning things. Because we get so caught up in the natural five physical sense realm and God doesn't work there. 
He's a spirit. He works in the spiritual realm, which is much more real than the physical realm. But because we know the physical realm so well, so many times we just get trapped here in the physical realm. And that's not where we should be living. We should be living in the spirit. 2 Corinthians 4.18 While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen or not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So when you fast and when you pray, you don't necessarily see the angels moving on your behalf. You don't see what God is putting in place, what people he's lining up, what ministry he's bringing to you, a provision that's on the way. You don't necessarily see that, but it's there. So when you fast and when you pray, you can see that by faith. And God can show you, this is all lined up. This is what you need to do. This is where you need to go. This is how you're going to get the victory in this circumstance. But too many people, we are trapped by looking at the physical, at the natural. The doctor said this. The bank says this. CNN says whoever. And God says, I don't move in that realm. I'm not there. If I was there, that wouldn't be such a mess. And I have the wisdom, but get quiet because I'm speaking. And he wants us to know more than we do because he's made it all available. He doesn't want to see his children suffer. Um, We're also not fasting and praying to get God to change his mind on something. So we're going to fast. We're not going to eat. So after 14 days, God is going to say, oh, man. You've just suffered enough. Let me change my mind. Okay, take a healing. (laughs) He doesn't do that because the word says he never changes. So we're not fasting to get him to change his mind. We're fasting to hear what he's saying about the circumstance. Because he's already said, he says in in, uh, Mark 4, he says, when you, sorry, Mark 11, when you speak to the mountain, so what are you going to say to the mountain? What he says? Too many people are just speaking to the mountain. What they think, what they believe, their opinion, and the mountain's not moving. And they're quoting scripture, but the mountain's still standing. And that's not what Jesus says. So when you fast and pray, it's easier to hear what he says, say this to the mountain, and say that to the mountain, and then it will move. Because he's already said that mountain is not allowed to stand in front of you. He's already said that mountain of death, that mountain of sickness, that mountain of disease, it's not allowed to be there. So cast it into the ocean. Say this. That's why Jesus said, I only say what I hear my father say. You can say a million things to a mountain and it can still just stand there. But you can speak one word under the anointing because you've heard what he said and that mountain will be gone. That's what our fasting and praying does. Uh, I'm just going to name these scriptures so it's on the recording. When you go home, just go through these scriptures, okay? Matthew 6, verse 16 to 18. Moreover, when you fast, Acts 13, verse 2 to 4, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. Can you see there? The ministry as the priests unto the Lord, fasting includes that. It's a way of ministering unto the Lord, setting aside the food, 
setting aside the TV, the whatever you fast, that's between you and God. But it's putting that aside and saying, now I honor you more than my stomach that needs that stuff. It's honor. It's ministering to him and sitting there when this is going and rumbling. And you just say, no, in the name of Jesus, you are not more important than this. And that's a reason why we fast and pray. It's a, it's a service that we do unto the Lord. Okay, Second Corinthians 6, verse 1 to 6. Um, Luke 2, verse 36 to 37. There's so much about fasting in the new covenant, which is us today. In Mo, uh, no, John chapter 4, Jesus goes to the well with a woman. We all know the story. Uh, in verse 31, the guys come back after Jesus sends them out. They get some food. In the meantime, his disciples urge him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat which you do not know of. You see the natural realm, stomachs grumbling. Jesus, before he got there, why did he go there? Because the Father said, go there. He'd already fasted and prayed and heard where to go. So when he got there, he knew exactly what to do. And so many times, because we don't fast and pray, we arrive somewhere because we're not supposed to be there. And then we say, what now, God? He's like, you shouldn't be there. Go somewhere else. So Jesus knew this is the place I must be because he's fasted and prayed. He heard. They go because it's late. They haven't eaten. They are hungry. They buy food. They come back and they give and they say, Jesus, man, you have eat. And he says, boys, I have food that you are not even aware of. Still misunderstanding, they look at each other and they say, did somebody else bring in food? Is there a takeaway service here in Samaria? What is happening? Look what Jesus says. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. My food, this is Jesus, the master. My food is to do the will of him who sent me. I can tell you now with so much assurance that the pastors, the elders, the leaders of this church have prayed and we have heard from God that it is his will that this body fast for 14 days. We didn't suck that out of our thumbs. We went and prayed and heard from God. Because in the years that I've been here, we've had a 40 day, we've had a 21 day. So it's not just we heard and we know that this is God's will. For us as a body to fast for 14 days. It's such a privilege that God is saying, man, all you have to do, and so many times, and you know it's true, we do this for the fasting period, and man, this is just amazing. I'm hearing and things are going well, and then as soon as we hit day 14, back to the burgers, Facebook, TV, coffee, all of that stuff. Instead of continuing with, this is so amazing, I can do it, man. I can go without all that food, without the TV, whatever you're giving up. But for 14 days, it is God's will. And Jesus said, my food is to do the will of the Father. So if we as Harvest Renewal Church want to grow and eat spiritual food that we may grow and mature thereby, we as a body need to come together and for 14 days minister and honor him 
in this that he has asked us to do as a body. It's not difficult. It's an honor. It's a privilege. It's him saying, I'm going to do amazing things. Do you want to be part of it? I'm giving you inside information that things are going to happen. Join in with me because we're going to do this together. Like I said last week, we can close the door if you want and say, just stand outside there while I'm busy in here. Let's not be that people. Let's open this door and say, everything, Lord, these 14 days, we're going to give as a body because we know that you have more for us. You know how many most glorious there are out there on the street? And if we can hear from God, he can make us. We've got a house. We've got homes for people. That's his will. He wants to speak and enlarge our territory so that we in Richmond go all over the place and there's the glory, there's the glory, there's the glory. Wherever we go and wherever other churches go, the people who carry Christ in them, the glory is just spreading all over so that the world can see, my goodness, he's real and he's good. That's what we're moving into. That's what's before us. That's what we have to be able to step into and say, I'm going to partake. I'm going to do this. I want to do the will of my Father. I'm going to eat this spiritual food for 14 days and I'm going to hear something that I didn't know before. That's where we are right now. Um, so we, just like last week, we're all going to do it together. Can you imagine people in a business where the business is, is really doing well? Ooh, sorry. And they're moving forward and the, and the boss calls a meeting and he says, okay, guys, this Saturday morning at 7 o'clock, we're all going to meet. And we're going to do this and it's going to make the company greater and we're going to get better. And everybody's there at 7 except one guy. He just doesn't pitch. He comes at 10 o'clock with his Starbucks coffee in hand and he arrives there. And they say, we were supposed to be here at 7 o'clock. And he says, man, I'm just not a morning person. Don't count on me to do anything in the morning. I'm only good after 10 Let's not be that guy when God says, 14 days, guys. Press in. Well, no, I just can't put my burger aside. You know, don't expect any. Let us put ourselves aside for the sake of the kingdom and say whatever it takes for these, not just 14 days, but we're pressing into these 14 days to hear from God. Let's stand up as a body. If you know me, you know I'm all about grace. So it's not here to stand and twist your arm and say, okay, come on, 14 days. It's not about that. It's about the grace of God coming to us saying, I have something amazing for you. I want to do so much through you. And this is the opportunity that I'm giving you. Do you want to partake of that or not? So just where you are now, not going to come to the front, not going to raise our hand. This is solely between you and God Almighty. And we're just going to come as a body and just say, Lord Jesus, yes, I'm all in. I'm all in. For these next 14 days, whatever you have spoken to God about, if you haven't, go home today and pray about and say, Lord, what would you like for me to fast? And just to say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to set this aside. And as me carrying the glory, me as that temple, 
Me as Jesus Christ through his spirit living on the inside of me. I'm coming and I'm going to minister to you these next 14 days. I'm going to honor you in this manner for these next 14 days. And I believe that you're a good God. So I can't give you anything without you giving back. Because he's just that good. We can never outgive him. The word says on the bulletin, when you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. And this is a way that we can draw near as a body through prayer and fasting. Come out on a Monday if you have time. If you don't, do it at your home. But there's an amazing opportunity Mondays. Every day, these next 14 days, lay aside that which will take away from your time and your ability to hear the Holy Spirit better. Lay that aside for the sake of the kingdom. So, Father, we just come as this body, one of many in Richmond, And we thank you for the opportunity. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have already spoken to us and said this is a way that you can enter into deeper things in me is by fasting and praying for the next 14 days. So we thank you that we can come today, Lord, under grace and say, yes, I'm going to lay that aside, whatever it is, whatever is taking away my ability to hear that still small voice of God speaking to me individually and corporate as a body. We thank you for this privilege that we can hold your hand and walk side by side with you expanding the kingdom. Thank you that you have chosen us. Thank you that you reside on the inside of us. That glory that we read about in the old covenant is in me wherever I go. And thank you that you show me how that can come out and manifest so people can see the goodness of God. That they may decree his mercy endures forever. So we just give you, Lord, these next 14 days of prayer and sacrifice. We sanctify them as a house and we say we are going to partake. And we thank you for the amazing things that you are going to speak and reveal to us. Because you're always talking, Lord. But we press in to hear you. We thank you, Lord, for this. Thank you that you said, my sheep hear my voice. We are your sheep and therefore we have that privilege to hear your voice, each and every one of us. So we are excited. And we come with expectation, with faith to say, thank you, Lord, for what you are going to do within these next 14 days as we give ourselves wholly to minister to you. We bless these 14 days. We bless you. We love you, Lord. And we lay ourselves aside for the sake of you and the kingdom. And it's a joy. Just where you are, just say to God, if that's you, if you're willing and you want more to go deeper, just by yourself, say, Lord, I'm in. I'm in. These 14 days, I'm going to do what I have to do to hear you better, to get closer, to hear more, to receive wisdom. I am in. We thank you for that, Lord. We bless this week that's coming, Lord. Thank you for your safety and protection over us. For every single person, Lord, that is in this building. Thank you that as we go, you are with us. You go with us. You lead and guide us. Your word says that our steps are ordered by you. 
bless you, we praise you, we love you. We give ourselves, Lord, holy as a living sacrifice so that we can renew our minds to what you say is your perfect will. In Jesus' precious and mighty name. If you need prayer, we have people here at the front that would love to pray with you.